Welcome to episode number 140, An Unlikely Story. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe Goose and the man of the hour himself, Ricardo Lorenzo. An unlikely story. In this episode, we have special guest and Emmy-nominated producer, Ricardo Lorenzo. We cover topics that range from the mental illness, filmmaking, crowdfunding, creative processes, and much more. We wrap the episode up with a quote from John Lewis and a message from the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Ricky, right? Yep, you can call me Ricky. I like it. <laughs> um, so, you know, thank you, first of all, for, you know, joining us here at Miguel's. It's more like thank you for having <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, you know, for those of us who do not know, uh, let us know, you know, who you are and what you do. Uh, okay, who am I? <laughs> this is a question I ask myself every time I wake up. <laughs> who are you? Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm just a kid from New Jersey that is now 30 years old and getting older and doesn't know what he's doing with his life, so he just <laughs> does all sorts of creative ventures just nice. to get some craziness out of his head. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm from New Jersey. I have been really into filmmaking since I was a kid. Not really the stuff that I'm looking to make now, but my dad watched a lot of sci-fi and a lot of action films. Okay, okay. These are things that were very, very bizarre growing up. Yeah. Because it's like you're just like watching like these people like it's just bad acting yeah, and yeah cheesy yeah. stunts and stuff like that you know like i used to love just like pausing the movie right you're watching like an arnold schwarzenegger movie and yeah. he's falling down a hill but it's not arnold schwarzenegger yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah, you're just, just like what the is this yeah, yeah. that's when i learned like like none of this is real this is cool what yeah. do, how do they make this stuff yeah and that's how i got into it and that's then awesome. i got it more as i got older i got into more like more experimental artsy stuff i was the kid in high school who was known for getting a bunch of people together and be like oh I'm having this premiere at my house. I found this movie. <laughs> and my friends will be like, oh, that was crazy. And then they'll go, I'll go, I'll find something more than that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> and like, I remember it started like with something as little like David Lynch's Eraserhead and yeah. got into this this weird movie from like the 60s called Salo okay. or Salo or 120 Days of Sodom. And it takes place in like, uh, like during the Nazi era in Italy. Like, so it's, uh, and and so you got all these like you got these like weird rich people yeah and they kidnap six girls and six guys they're kids they're all teenagers yeah and they just put them through the worst torture for 120 days and you're watching this movie and you're like okay i don't want to find anything worse than that and i remember i showed all my friends this and everybody was like I'm never coming back for a movie at your house. <laughs> that never. was a topper. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I did as a kid. What I do now is uh, I'm a video editor. I started off uh, pro- I started off producing. Um, I do a little directing on the side, but career-wise, I picked up editing. And, nice. yeah, that's what I do right now. I'm a producer, editor uh, at a local station. Uh, and, you know, it's it's chill. It's a little boring, but it's, it's a chill job. It yeah. pays the bills. I got yeah. the benefits, but yeah. it's not what I want to end up. Right, right, right. So um, an unlikely story, right? Yeah. So that's what we're, you know, we're, you know, we're here for. Um, before we get into that actual, you know, project, is this, can you just explain a little bit of the buildup to how this all came about? And then you can explain what, you know, the unlikely story is. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it had to be like, so this movie, I started working on it in like, what is it, 2019? I started thinking about it in 2017. Okay. And I was just contemplating concepts because... I haven't I haven't put out a movie since like 2013 2014 which okay. was this movie called I did uh, Transparent for grad school. Okay. And it did film festival circuits and stuff like that. It was really nice. cool. I mean, I was I was, you know, making a movie about, 
you know, being trans, like, like relating female puberty or just relating puberty in general to transitioning, like transitioning okay. from female to male. Yeah. And I take these two topics and I put them together and it, that's the first story. So it was like 2013 and nobody was really like messing with that theme yet. You right, know, I'm right. not saying that I, I found something new, sure. but I'm just saying like it was something interesting to learn about. And now it's really interesting to see it all in, in, in the mainstream. Right. But sorry for sidetracking there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we so that was the first one I did. And I, I mean, that was the, the third film I did and I hadn't done anything since then. So I'm kind of like trying to figure out like how, what to do, you know, like yeah, what am yeah. I going to do? And, you know, I took a while to play music and stuff like that. Nice. And so, you know, like just every day thinking of ideas, of ideas, of ideas. And then finally one day in 2017 at some point, yeah. it came up in my head. I'm like, you know, it'd be really awesome if I made a movie like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And I was like thinking in my head, that's the stupidest idea ever. What are you thinking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like, there's a really interesting concept of When Harry Met Sally. And it's the idea of, like, you know, this is still a topic that we go through today where it's like, can you really be in a, in a friendship with a Like, if you're a man, can you, like, and, and you're, like, a straight man or a gay man, if you, like, the person that, can you be friends, like, with the person, the type of person you're attracted right, to? Right, or, right, like, right. in this case, with Harry Met Sally, it's like, can, can you fall in love can you just be friends with a woman without right. falling in love with her? Right. And, you know, obviously the, the movie ends with like, yeah, no, you can't. You're going to fall in love with them. And I'm <laughs> like, that's not what I want to do. I want to do one that's like today, you know, that'll yeah. fit. Yeah. And so then I'm like, I got to, I need a better, like, I have a, I have a, like, you know, I have a, some, you know, I have like, I, I drew a line, you know, like I yeah. drew like a, uh, 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 an outline, right? Okay, like on a sketch pad. Or no, no, no. I'm just in your like, mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like, okay. This is analyzing, like an, anal an analogy. It was like just basically an outline yeah. shaping into something, and then eventually things just got crazier and crazier, and then it turned into like, what happens if like this guy's a cannibal and he wants to eat somebody, and this girl wants to kill herself? Yeah. And then you know, I kind of like talk to my <laughs> friends, and I'm telling them these ideas, and they we kind of just like throw the ideas back and forth. That's a lot of how my writing process works. Is yeah. I'll talk to my friends, and we'll throw mm -hmm. back things back and forth now now not just any friends friends uh, who are also creative or just random just mostly random creative friends okay, okay. yeah yeah but i mean like i the thing is like i don't have i don't think i have any friends that aren't creative right 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 I, it's weird I, I wouldn't necessarily say that like i this is on purpose yeah but it's kind of like the people that i talk to and the people that i spend most of my days with are creative people so yeah. i'm able to throw ideas back and forth and they give me stuff um, but you know, my closest best friends are the ones that really give me the best ideas. So yeah. I like, you know, we'll, we'll have a conversation, throw back and forth. Yeah. And then it just, just turned into something crazy. And then I, right. like, I found a friend of mine who I hadn't, I hadn't heard from him for like four years. He was wow. the co-writer of this movie. Oh, okay. It, he just like disappeared. He just does that sometimes, you right. know, and you kind of just got to be like, let him go. Where's, where's Alex, man? Yeah. And it's like, he's probably home playing video games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like he's, he's, he does his thing, you know, he's, he's, he's like, he, he keeps himself busy, but right. he, you don't hear from him for a long time. And then I shot out this idea with him and I'm like, yo, I want to write this movie with you. He's like, you know, we've been doing this so much as kids and like, I want to give you something. I promise, you know, we've yeah. had so many failed attempts and here's what we can make it happen. Right, you know, right. I made three of them and I know I haven't done it in a while, but I'm pretty confident I can make another one. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So we started in 2018, we started storyboarding and all this stuff, okay. and that's how the story came about. Okay. And that took almost a year. Wow. And now we're here and still trying to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so what's your, the actual goal? Um, maybe the goal of the movie or, or the, the film, um, and, and what's the whole plot? Uh, I, I don't think I have like, you know, I'm try I always try to think about like, you know, should there be like a, a, a like a, a really, I mean, obviously there's going to be a message from my standpoint, like from what I see, like I create this piece of art, yeah but do I really need to tell people what I'm creating? You yeah, know? Yeah, do yeah. I really need to go out there and be like, this is, you know, it's preach for the movie. The yeah, idea yeah. is just to, you know, create an artwork and just put it out there for people to, to interpret themselves. Interpret themselves. I yeah. like it. 
But, so uh, the reason why it was like the, the goal of producing the form, uh, the film was more because you said you had a couple failed attempts. So in your mind, what was a failed attempt and what you what would make this a successful attempt? Oh, the failed attempts in the past would be like, you know, when we were in high school and college and we would write scripts, just write, 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 write. And we wouldn't yeah. do anything with it. Yeah. And it was it, it was something that was like, you know, I tell my friends, like, if you want to make a movie, we have to make something that is in budget. You know, you can't right. just make this crazy blockbuster film and yeah. then just expect us to make it happen with a hundred bucks right it's like you know you can do so many creative things in one room two rooms you know so just do that and every time it starts off that way and then it just blows up out of proportion and yeah it's like nope and yeah. i'm like we can't do this you know yeah. and they're like why we can make it happen and i'm like no like yeah. you know I'm, I'm already like this movie takes place in three locations i have two characters and i can't even i i, I struggle making money for it you know? yeah, yeah yeah and it's so tough. it's like that, what makes you think we're going to be able to make this movie that you've written but uh so it's good that now we i actually you know now that they're with me and on board and now you know he's yeah. he's wanting to get it done now the right way and not go crazy with the production or budget and stuff like that so how does it work when you have a disagreement with alex right so for example if you envision whoever um you know the cannibal character or the female character um, you have something in your mind or is that something you guys already both have agreed on with this storyboard? Um, you know, like maybe you have even something as simple as, you know, a blonde hair, blue eyed chick and he has, no, that's not what I thought I wanted. Like, you know, like some dark haired Spanish girl in my mind. I thought that's what it would be. Like, yeah. you guys ever have that? Like, oh crap. I think if he knows me better enough, like coincidentally, like I, you know, I kind of like, I write the script and he writes the script and I think we kind of have this like unwritten rule kind of like, you know, he's not, unless he's has a person in mind, you know? Yeah. Like he's not going to be like, no, I didn't want that. You know, right, he's, right. he's going to be like, he's either going to be like, I respect your decision or you know what? I saw the same thing. Like, that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I exactly, I envisioned this person to look that way. And coincidentally, it worked that way this, for cool. this movie at least. Okay. That he was like, oh, you know, it's cool that, like, I, I, this is exactly how I envision these characters to look. And I'm like, perfect. Because yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What, um, so how, can you explain to us the process of the, not the filmmaking, but once you have the, the product, and we, we can get into the process of filmmaking, but I'm always fascinated, how do you get the word out? Obviously, you know, you're, you, you know, you're doing a media run now, but... Uh, when you when you enter into like is it just like the film festivals you just just submit your project how does that all work because this is very distant from us i yeah. mean i i don't do any of this and i i find it fascinating yeah is hell to how people get their message out there their art their their projects it's always fascinating because everyone has different approaches yeah it's crazy so like uh, that's the other thing is you know i have a, a really like neat network of friends who are like either like you know like like me that are just like in you know, start like trying to get back into it. Yeah. And then I have friends that have been doing it for a while and they're still kind of like mid key. And then I've got friends that are actually doing stuff Nice. like in hot and like LA and stuff like that. So it's interesting to like, you know, hear all the different ways that they do it, you know? And it seems like it's always harder when you're at the bottom because yeah. it's like, you're in charge of publishing yourself and yeah. promoting yourself and yeah, putting yeah. your own stuff out there. Yeah. And so it, it's like, I think, um, my, my method of madness is like, um, you know, like it, I, I'm terrible at selling myself. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, awful yeah. at selling yeah, myself. Yeah. And like, I have, I have the least amount of confidence to sell myself. So right, it's right. like, it's like, who the hell is going to want to talk to me? Who the hell is yeah. going to give me money? And yeah, like, yeah. I think right now it's mostly like, you know, promoting yourself from to your friends and your family and like kind of like depending on them to kind of help you build your brand in a way or build yeah. your project Absolutely. and so it's like you they're the ones that you know that's why it's good to not burn any bridges because sure. you never know like when you're you know you need a friend yeah and you know it, it, it's it goes to say for anything you know whether it's emotionally or you know creatively and so it's like really interesting that, you know, you, you keep these positive things and you, you just, you know, you constantly just talk to your friends about what you do and yeah. just be positive, you know? Yeah. And be like, like act like you love it. 
Yeah. Even though most of the days you want to like burn your apartment to the ground, <laughs> yeah, 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 nothing is working. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just like depending on your friends and your family right now, Definitely. because they're the ones that are going to be like, oh, you know, I know this person, I know this person, and yeah, then yeah. you never know who that person's going to know. Sure. So it's like it's it's cool to do that, and I think that's the way that you want to do it if you're starting off. Yeah, that's the way I'm doing it at least. And yeah. I mean, maybe I'll fail, maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just kind of go with it. That in itself is like the adventure. Too. Yeah, because yeah. you can't really plan it. You know, right. I'm not like I'm not like a big even just like a big independent filmmaker, you know, right, like right, right. I don't have a name. I just have my friends who are like, Oh, here's Ricky. He's making another movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, let's help him out. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So you have a, um, uh, indie go, go campaign, uh, for this film. Explain what the funding will be for and how people can help. Oh, so we're no, the indie go, go has, uh, I think perished as of, uh, when was that? It, uh, last month, so I've been like collecting f- uh, con- contributions on our on our PayPal. Oh, okay. You know, just collect, uh, get, you know, send that out to people and friends, and that's basically what we do. And most of the money, mo- the money is gonna go towards like production. So it's you know, uh, paying a lot. It's like there's some people that are doing stuff for free for me who work yeah. for me normally, but then there are people that don't. So I've got to get to pay them. I got to yeah. make sure to get paid. And like, you know, for people that aren't getting paid, I got to be able to feed them for like eight days, right, like three right. meals for eight days. Yeah. And, and so the money goes to that towards equipment. And it's, it's, you know, I'm not pot. Nothing goes to me. You know, yeah, 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 it's not like I, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, yeah. So all this, all the money is going to like, you know, that, and I don't even think I'm going to, I'm hoping to have something to enter into film festivals once it's done, once yeah. it's done. But you know, that's, that's where all the money's going to. Perfect. So what? So you just alluded to it. Entering into film festivals. How, how does that? How does that process work? It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it really sucks. So, and I'm su- I'm assuming you know competition's high. You're going up against. Um, I mean, like it's it's like imagine you're at let's say you're at home okay you have your brand right yeah yeah now let's say there's a really really creative genius. And he love he would love to work for you, and you're getting all this fan mail. Yeah, you're getting like thousands and thousands of like just mail, not even emails, like snail mail, physical mail. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like in this pile is one creative genius. Yeah, you get so annoyed that you're getting so much mail that you just go pass it off to the intern, and then what's gonna happen is the intern's gonna go. Uh, you know, it's just eh, beginning sucks. Eh, the beginning sucks, and then you, you just all of a sudden get skipped over. Yeah. So like film festivals work in that way, where it's like you you pay lots of money to just get skipped over. Wow. And so it's like a lot of the times that people really get their films in is I mean they're really good, but most of the time it's politics. They know somebody. Somebody sure. knows somebody. Yeah. Somebody's really good friends with the programmer. It's like if you want to get into a film festival, you got to be friends with programmers. Yeah. They're the ones that know people, and they're the ones that are, you know, dictate what plays and what doesn't. So, um, you know, submit, waste money, yeah, and then talk to people and be friends. Go visit festivals. That's my plan, yeah, at least for submitting the film at the festival. So, hoping to, you know, rekindle some old relationships with people. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because it's like even on even if someone is you know honestly trying to seek out um, a Ricardo Lorenzo, it is hard because they probably get so much junk, right? Kind of as you mentioned that when you come across you know their table with something really good, they're just kind of like oh they're like, oh gosh here we go again. But if they gave it the time, you're like oh my gosh that could be literally life changing. Um, and we just had a couple, uh, people in the music industry in here and it's almost like the same thing. They, they put their souls into their art and it's like, and for someone just to kind of up pass. Yeah. The music industry and the film industry are pretty similar. Yeah. You know, like a lot of like music, like nowadays musicians are struggling to get paid. I mean, more than, you know, Metallica is like the richest band in the world, but you know, there's no band that'll ever be as big as Metallica. Right. You know, but, and then, um, 
you know, people in the music industry still struggle with that, just like filmmakers, you know, like yeah. nobody's ever going to make as much money as like George Lucas, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to ha- own like Skywalker Ranch, oh, yeah. you know, right, 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 right. nobody our age, nobody from yeah. our generation, yeah. it's, it's insane. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that. It's like, it's so hard, to, not even to be that rich. It's just hard to like be noticed. You right, know? right, right. Um, so an unlikely story, um, from my understanding and for, you know, what I gathered, it's a dark comedy, right? Yeah. So why dark comedy? Uh, dark comedy is probably (laughs) the best kind of film that I love. I just have this really weird, sick sense of humor where it's like things that are dark appeal to me. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like I like touching subjects that are like, you know, dark, but, but also like, I don't want to be, um, you know, like violent in a way. Like sure. my dark humor isn't violent, isn't bloody, it, it isn't like there's nothing gratuitous about it. Got it. It's just like situations, you know, like, it's more like thought-provoking. Yeah, 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 and like more like situational, where yeah. like you know you're you're at a, you're at a you know like think for instance like you're at a hardware store picking up tools with a person next to you, and the person next to you is gonna murder you, and you're like you're all picking up tools as to what yeah. what tool is gonna be used Use to murder it. you. Right, right, so right, it's like right. stuff like that. Like yeah. I really dig things like that. <laughs> so. So why do you think with this whole dark comedy, um, you know, it's a, you know, thought provoking um, images, scenery, topics, concepts. Why do you think, you know, the discussion of mental illness is, is a tough topic for people to talk about, let alone make films about it? Yeah. Oh, man, that's like a that's a, that's a, a deep cut because uh yeah the this like you know everything that's happening around us is due to the fact that people's lack of awareness of mental issues in this in this country or in this world actually so it's like you know we were just talking about it earlier about like people who are sociopaths and like are like like to scam people right or like scam artists who are sociopaths you know and like we're calling them scam artists but really there's they might be sociopaths like there's a reason why they're doing these things (laughs) you know and like we tend to like kind of like push the mental illness away like the uh, uh, being aware of mental like their mental illness instead of just like you know you want to throw them away instead of realizing like there's something wrong with this person yeah you know it's not necessarily that they're not guilty and shouldn't like you don't you shouldn't be punished for that you should be you know like get treated for whatever it is you know same people you think like you know there are people that steal to to survive and there are people that are addicted to stealing why do they like stealing you know it's like this so like and and like you know there's things great way to put it there's there's deeper things than that i mean like there's the obvious like with like depression and like you know so like you know it's a topic that's kind of like not talked about enough and and like I've you know I've seen a lot of things in my life. I've had situations happen with family members and stuff like that, and people yeah. kind of just like rub it off as like you know this person's just like you know disgusting or this person's a yeah. terrible person. Like and you're yeah. just like no, there's something deeper in that person. You know, right, right. like you're surrounded by millions and millions of people every day. Right. You know, not everybody thinks that way, and there's a right. reason why a person acts a certain way. You know, yeah. And so it's like you know, I would love to go in the street. And like you know, just film a bunch of just like people on living on the street, so and get to know them. But the problem is, I have this fear that I, it might seem like I'm exploiting them, and I don't want to exploit. Yeah. But like, you also got to be careful when you approach these subjects because you know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people suffer different things or go through different things, and you got to be careful how you approach these subjects. And I think another that's another thing you're seeing now is a lot of people that were very sensitive and didn't talk about these subjects they're actually talking about it while people are trying to push them away mm. and so it's 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 important to kind of keep pushing and, and getting the the topic out there yeah i I, th- I think it's a great point to make too it's you know the person who's producing the you know coming up with the product um it's almost like what What's the intention? Yeah. Because it, it's tough because, and I, as soon as you said that, it reminded me of, um, I don't know, something I saw you know, on Instagram where it was this guy who had a huge following and he recorded himself like giving homeless people food, right? And it almost backfired and I don't know, I don't think that that was his actual no, no. intention. I actually, well, I, I'm not him, so I don't know what his real intention was, but people were saying, why did you have to record that? You could have just did it 
and I think he was trying to say like you know we need to share or spread you know yeah. spread the love. I think he was trying to go one direction, and people took it a whole other direction. So it is wildly sensitive. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is a very sensitive thing to do, and I think it, there that's where we struggle from. Like you know we're we're working. We're we have a brand, and yeah. not necessarily that this guy is trying to promote his brand. This guy is using his brand to promote homeless like feeding the homeless right so it's like people get to people get those two confused like right. because, and and there's a distrust you know you you immediately think the worst of people and i mean like it, it's it's like you know it, it, it depends you know it's not like it's not paul like what's his name paul logan logan paul, paul, yeah, paul yeah. like going into a woods where like like people that are like in japan where people kill kill themselves or right and like he's just like filming in there right right like that's that's a little that's weird you know yeah, and like that was that thing yeah. that thing was kind of messed up and yeah. you know but that like that's something that's like not using you're using your brand to promote this no you're using your pushing your brand on this thing yes you know like oh oh my god look at me being weird there's yeah. a body over there oh right. Right. you know versus a guy who's actually on the street recording himself you know feeding the homeless and trying right. to say this is what we should, should be, doing, be doing you know yeah and so it's like you know, there's there's a matter of trust. There's a matter of approaching a subject, and I, I think yeah, sometimes you're gonna deal with people who are gonna tell you you don't, you don't know what you're doing, but yeah, you know, yeah. you got to do your best, and yeah. just you know, sometimes you just can't listen to everybody who's Absolutely. screaming at you. So, explain how comic books influence your ideas and concepts. Oh man, I love comics. <laughs> <laughs> I have That's a awesome. comic. Yeah, my comic collection is just as big as a record as somebody and That's record cool. file, like an audio files record collection. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's this is just it's not necessarily like superhero comics, so it's not okay. like really Marvel DC kind of thing. It's more like situation, like dark humor again. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of like different authors, like Dash Shaw. There's like Jeff Lemire, and you know, there's there's a lot of them out there. And, yeah, and they do really the Gabriel Gabrielle Bell she's like from new york so there's like okay. a really cool stuff out there and they mostly deal with topics that are like you know about mental illness or like or, or like just mental health or okay. like you know um trauma and like like history and past and like the thing that's really cool about these things is like you don't see movies a lot of movies doing similar things where they're like tackling these these interesting realistic subjects but yep. in the most like surreal ways you know like there's a lot of things you can get away with comics that you can't do in movies and yeah and, and you know and then also on top of that it's like it's the art you know you, you when you watch a movie you know it's really cool you know like as a director it's really cool if you know like if i actually did design my own you know sets just like a comic book artist draws their own cartoons most of the sometimes. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just really cool to see the writing and the style of draw, like the style of art that they put out and just the stories and seeing it all come together. It's like, yeah. wow, I, I would love to do something like that. So, so will the, an unlikely story be a comic as well? Uh, actually funny story. Unlikely story, uh, went from, uh, let's say I was going to be, a, it's going to do a feature film. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do a comic. Maybe that'll be cheaper. And then I realized how hard it is to actually make a comic. And I was like, really? you know what? I'm going to make a movie. Wow. Yeah. It That's is not wild. easy because yeah, yeah. like I'm not, I don't draw. So I have right. to find somebody who's going to draw and then like you have to write a script for a comic book. And then you, you just, it's just, it's a lot of work because it's a lot of like art and a lot of person's, other person's time to draw everything for you. Yeah. And then just thinking about the fact that they have to make changes of the drawing, you're just like, damn. Yeah. It's like storyboarding, but that's the end game. And I'm yeah. like, right. I don't even storyboard, yeah. man. Or even <laughs> trying to portray your thoughts for that story artist style even that's yeah even exactly yeah. yeah and like hoping that this artist work works with your words you right. know, or your story yeah yeah that's a tough, tough. One. um so so what's your favorite part about filmmaking that's a good question definitely um there's see the thing the interesting thing is i'm always like when we're when i'm making a movie whether i'm producing it or you know producing directing or writing it it's always fun the process of like production like or pre-production and then production and then post it's so like there's always something fun about it but then at the back of your mind you're always like i want this to be done i want this to be done i want this to be done and so like i think i like the entire process of it because when i don't when i do it i'm like oh god when i 
don't do it. I'm like, I need something to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to die here. Yeah. Like, I need something creative. And like, right. most of my creative ventures have to be long, you know. And, you know, I, one of the things I I loved that Harmony Curran, he's a filmmaker. Okay. Uh, he's done like Gummo and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, one of the things that, and a movie called Mr. Lonely that I really like. Um, one of the things that like, he talks about is like how he doesn't understand how s- screenwriters or filmmakers can release movie like a year after year after year after yeah. year. And I always wondered that because I'd like to take my sweet time on a movie because I yeah. want to make sure it's there. Yeah. And so it that's the process. I love that process. I love just like, you know, you you sit down for like 20 hours and you're busting out a script yeah and then you put the script away for like two three months yeah do something else yeah and you come back to it you write it you either you either let it go and you write it again and then put that one away for a while and then come back and then look and compare the two and figure out what you like about both yeah it's just like or even just like before you even get to the script just like writing everything down in notes you yeah. know and that process into pre-production into production and then to post is like I, I like it all. It's yeah, 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 specific. It just, it's just a long thing to keep my myself sane. Okay, that's awesome. So, do you hang out with or or associate with or maybe go to um, like seminars or webinars, whatever, with other filmmakers to generate ideas, or is it just kind of something you just you know keep to yourself? Um, I mean, like, there's there seminars and like stuff like that. I don't. I'm not one. I'm not too keen on them. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, a great movie that makes the kind of like spoofs that. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's called uh, Adaptation. It's okay. by, I yeah. think Charlie Kaufman or yeah, it was Charlie Kaufman. He's the guy who did Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. He okay. wrote that. And it, just like, you know, there's, there's this funny thing about it where it's kind of like the person that, that is, is like telling you these things is yeah. also kind of like you know struggling just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. trying to tell you how things are and how what you should do right i think like you know i have no problem with like going and taking those that taking that advice and like going and doing your own thing with it but i think my thing is i don't trust those people i think those people are trying to make money off of me yeah you know i, I think if they really wanted to really teach people they'd be doing that for free you yeah know? but yeah. they turn it into a job and yeah I, I don't know i don't i don't i don't trust them yeah I, but the people that go you know like more power to them if you want to pay for it, you have the money to pay for a seminar i'm not that yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. dope yeah but like i don't trust those people yeah. <laughs> not at all. there is something uh that comes off and a little cheesy too it's just like ugh. Like, okay, Mr. Know-it-all, you're going to really teach me. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's some falsehood there, right? I mean, you're preaching about being creative, but meanwhile, you're, t- you're giving people a step-by-step guide on how to do this something. But then if you had the exact know-how, you'd be doing it and not teaching somebody to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the, the, the thing with like, you know, we talk about all the time, like pyramid schemes. It's like, yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I got a way for you to make money. And we had a guest on uh, who put it, I think you put it the best, uh, Jolin Davis. He's a realtor. And he says, well, if you had a way, why would you go out of your way to teach me to also do what you're doing? Wouldn't that be taking away from the piece of your pie as well? It didn't even make sense. And he's like, the guy didn't say anything. He's like, yeah, that's true, I guess. (laughs) Well, I mean, not really, because what these people ultimately end up doing for you is they end up working for you. Right. And so it's like, that's how a pyramid scheme works, where it's like, you're you're the person at the top. And then you have two people working for you. Yeah. And then those two people get to sit on their ass because they have three people working for them. Yeah. And then those people get to the higher. And it just keeps going keep from going. there. Yeah, and then yeah. eventually you have a corporation. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's, that's just craziness. What, um, is this something that you share with you know, any family members? Like you, know, you said for, for, for marketing uh, purposes and hopefully you have like a you know, good support system. Is this, you know, are the people around you supporting of everything that you do? Is it kind of like a struggle or like, oh, they don't understand. They don't get it. This is kind of my thing. Because I don't know if you have, I don't know if, you know, artists are in your family. But some of the stuff that we do is like my family cannot even relate to. And they're just like, oh, yeah. And they're just wildly supportive just because they are, that's the type of people that they are. They don't know what we do or get it yeah. but they're like but we'll support it whatever if that's what you want to rock out we're doing it with you you know what i mean yeah 
There's an interesting thing about like friends and family where it's yeah. not necessarily they don't have to understand what you're doing. Yeah. There's just like this idea that you like to be the person that helped someone get to where they wanted to be. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I that's why I'm always like, you know, like I need money for this movie, and then I step back and I'm like, oh god, no one's giving me money, and then someone gives me money, and I'm like, I feel so bad. I'm just so sorry. Please take, take this <laughs> money back. <laughs> and then you know, but then you gotta like sit, sit back and you gotta really think about things like. You know, people are giving you money for a reason. It's yep. not like, it, you know, you're not, you know, even sometimes like you're not really, it's, I don't know, is it, is it a burden? I mean, you know, if I, it, like I hate going on Facebook and Instagram yeah. because, you know, a lot of times you'll see people doing what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I, I don't complain, but in yeah. my head, I just, in my head, I'm complaining. I'm like, oh God, yeah. you know, and it's not really about like them. It's just like you know, this idea of like, this is what we have to do now. Yeah. And I'm like, All right, whatever, you know, right. cool. Well, and so like, I, I, I struggle to f- do what I do because I don't, I, I don't like to be bu- bur- like a burden on people. Right. And so, but it's great that like, you know, I'm getting positive attention. You know, people are like giving me money and they're like, Oh, good luck on everything. You know, yeah. I've had people that I haven't talked to in years say like, Oh, I've always respected your view of art and like your creative mind. And I'm like, what? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in four years. You never said anything about anything creative <laughs> yeah. I've done. Yeah. That's amazing. And they're giving me money and telling me that. And I'm like, wow, like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So like, it's really cool the support that you get. And you know, it, it's like it's like it makes you, you know, it makes you want to give back, which is cool because mm-hmm. you know your friends help you, and then you you have this like negative idea in your head, and you're like, what's the point of doing this? No one cares, and people right. care people help you and then you're like you know what i should do the same and yeah you know gotta be a little more positive yeah yeah definitely that makes you want to put the best product you want out there yes exactly yeah so so do you uh, outside of you know um just to switch gears for your creative process what does that look like do you just generate ideas um i know we, we have people who generate ideas off a specific thing watching other movies um or you know walking to, through a specific city in their um grabbing ideas and um i I believe it was uh josue laura who we had on um he says he just finds he almost makes stories up in his mind by watching somebody do something the way this guy opened up the door for his wife he's like wow i haven't seen that in a while i wonder how their relationship got to that and then he just off of that he just spins off of like this wild like thoughts is is that something similar you do or is it just you 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 read comics and you watch movies or, or you just get it from every day um, people watching. I love people yeah, watching. Just like, I love yeah. people watching too. It's but awesome. I mean, I don't get. I get a lot of inspiration on characters through people watching. Like, but more like not necessarily like looking at a person and be and, and telling myself, "Oh, that person opened the door." I'll look at that and be like, "Yeah, what is that? He's just gone to a fight with his girlfriend. And like, yeah. this is his way of fixing it, but he's just gonna do something else again." <laughs> right. right. So like, I'll do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it all comes and it comes in different times. You know, most of the time it comes. It's when I'm driving in the shower. Yeah. Or, or like you know just ha- sometimes i get ideas from movies that i'm watching you know right um i had this 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 same you know this happens to me but then you know i'll have like again like i said i'll have an idea and i'll write it down i'll send it to a friend and then a friend will send me back this is great what if what if this and this and this and then that's how it, that's also where it builds up from Got so it. like it starts off with something small and then it blows up into something big and then there's a lot and then we condense it to something so it's like it comes and goes all different places. Yeah. It's not just one single thing. Yeah. Now, um, h- how do does any other industry influence you um, in, in effect that, you know, like the, I don't know, like motocross, skateboarding, music, whatever. Is there like another industry that intro- or that, that influences your art? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like old school skate videos that I yeah. used to watch. Um music for sure yeah actually a lot of the every time i do writing i listen to one song over and over and over and over. really yeah so i'm wow. like listening to a song for hours until i'm done because the thing is what happens is i get if i'm listening to a song like let's say okay i'll, I'll set up like a playlist of like 10 songs or five yeah. songs i'll be driving and i'll be like oh man i really like this this is making me think of something yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot of what also where inspiration comes from is listening to music yeah so like I'll, I'll be like sitting in the car and i'll be like okay yeah i like this song so i'll put yeah. on a playlist and yeah. i'll put on another playlist i'll put another pl- and i'll pull on another song another song another yeah, song yeah. so then by the end i'm like on to like 10 songs or so and then so i'll sit at my desk and i'll write 
and I'll write and write and write. And then the moment that I get out of writing, I'm like, I know why I got out of writing. The song ended. Mm-hmm. So of those 10 songs, like it might be like the fifth song. So I'll go back to the fifth song, listen to it, and writing, writing. I'm still going. The song ends. It, ideas leave, and I'm like, okay. So I'll take that song, and I'll loop it. And I'll keep wow. looping it. Wow. And that's how I write. <laughs> what? Music. See, yo, you know what's crazy for me? I'm wild. Like my one brother, if, when you know, when he would study or whatever he was doing, he would have to have this background noise music, the TV on something. Me, I'm complete opposite. I'm like, dude, I get distracted. I'm like, I can't listen to anything in the background. That's awesome, though. Well, I mean, I listen. I can't listen to like anything like like noisy unless it's like yeah. noise that's just noise. Like if it's like just like an instrumental. Yeah, yeah, but it's mostly like ambient stuff or like yeah. something from like a movie score. Yeah. I can't. I mean, if I, maybe if I if I can't listen to like I can listen to like really noisy rock bands yeah because uh, or metal bands like noise bands because like their thing is just noise and it's yeah. just like white silence <laughs> There's a to lot me. going on there <laughs> or white white noise white to noise, me yeah 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 that's awesome um so tra- transitioning to this uh you know an unlikely story is this something is this when when you when you put together a film do you kind of stick with kind of the same thing? You want to do more dark comedy stuff? Or is this something, you know, you want to, after this is done, and I just kind of jump in the gun already, but making more, you know, films and, and, and putting messages out there for, you know, mental uh, illness awareness. Is that something else you want to tap into? Or is it kind of like, I've, you know, this is, you know, sufficient for you? Um, it, I mean, it's, it, I'm not, I'm not going to keep tackling mental issues and yeah, yeah. tackle all sorts of things, but obviously when you have, you know, people and stories, you, you're going to have those things regardless. It's, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily that I'm going to go out and say, this is a mental illness film, but I will, you know, these things will be in the movie because they're just a part of people, you know, like yeah. that's a part of who we are. Yeah. And so it's like, like right now, I think we have my friend and I, like Alex and I are still working on another movie that tackles the subject in like military jail. Okay. And it has to do with like experiences that his brother went through and like, you know, you're learning about the different ways that people think. And we have a really, really, really deep topic that we're tackling because like supposedly this military jail he went to only carried people who were, had drug offenses on base or were child molesters. Wow. And so it's like when this movie you're like, we're, we're, we're like focusing on how to figure out what kind of things we can do in this sense. Like, yeah. because you're tackling the tra- like a, a pedophile here and yeah. it's like, you don't want this person to be a lovable character, but you want this character to be something, you know, right. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to make like a one dimensional character character so like yeah and i mean you're dealing with you're dealing with some like um you know like you're also dealing with mental issues with and when that comes in like trauma and like people's history and what happened to them you know Mm. and like abuse and all that so it's like yeah that's a tough one you know something that was i always found like cool when i was a kid just like man that was awesome and i always want to see more of it and it never happened and and i'll 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 transition it to filmmaking and to I don't know. Maybe you've ever do, you've done this, or maybe people have done this, and I just never even realized. But it was like when other characters from previous projects you did enter into a new project, and you're like, "Wait, wait!" And you get to make these cool connections. So what happened was, um, I forget what it was. I was watching Full House, and all of a sudden Steve Urkel showed up oh, in their yeah. show. And you're like, oh yeah, what? That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's this was- fantasy life that all these shows are living, but for some reason it was real in your head. Or Zach Morris would walk into the house and you're like, wait a second, they're the same age? <laughs> it's just like trippy. Quentin uh, Tarantino tried to do something like that. Okay. He tried, well, he does it a lot with products, like okay. like, like the diner and uh, the cigarettes. I think it's okay. like Red Apple cigarettes or something like that. Okay. And so every single Quentin Tarantino movie you'll see, you'll see Red Apple cigarettes. Oh, okay. okay. He's tried to do things like that. Like he does, uh, for instance, like the Vega Brothers. So there's Reservoir Dogs and there's Pulp Fiction. Okay. Vincent Vega is John Travolta's character. And then something Vega from um, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, is played by Michael Madsen okay. and they're brothers. Oh, and so okay. there's two characters, there's a link there and there was actually supposed to be a movie where the two actually connect. 
Got and it. Like you know, so, so some some movies try to do it. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see stuff like that, That'd but I think cool. you're going to see that more in comic book films. Okay, okay. Then you will see it in like actual dramas. I think what yeah. happens is if you like make an independent film and you have all these characters come together, it's going to throw people off. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that character. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. not like it's not like Full yeah. House where you yeah. the story <laughs> doesn't matter. You just want to see what Michelle says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How she reacts to Urkel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's like. In movies, you'll be like, wait, wait, the story was happening, but this person just came in. What the hell? He was just in the other movie. But like Kevin Smith does stuff like that. Yeah, he does. Kevin Smith, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith does do stuff like that. But like the thing about that, it's like his the movies are centered around his characters. Sure. So it's like when you're watching a Jay and Silent Bob movie, you're watching a movie for Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. What's what's your um, your biggest pet peeve with the filmmaking industry? The money. Yeah. Everybody's money obsessed. I think yeah. we think that the more expensive the movie is, the like the it loses like integrity, right. because they're so focused on like budget and having to spend all this money. I mean, it's not easy spending like a billion dollars. You know, when I mean, you have like a big budget movie, it's, you focus so much on what having to spend that money because you have to spend it all. And I always heard that I think the budget for the marketing budget is almost as much as the actual production budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they 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 pay so much to just promote the film they yeah. promote the, like, everything it, that's why it's so freaking expensive and, and like i think that bothers me i think uh the other bet peeve is um like remakes like Ooh, i'm I, trying to go back uh, to old, so old distasteful movies yeah, yeah. Uh, like, i mean like i it's weird because there are sometimes when it's like you know a person who's a fan and is, is directing the movie and trying to make their own version of that movie but it's like who cares just make your own movie yeah. and like, i don't yeah. want to be that person that says Wait, that, isn't that what happened with the like, ghostbusters isn't yeah like his yeah dad did the first whatever and now the oh, son is doing well, that's the newer one that i think they're they're going to produce. Yeah, yeah, the newer one that's coming out because the, the the one that the last one that came out was like by Paul Feig, who was a oh, guy okay. who was like did all these other movies, and he was in, he was uh, responsible for Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The um, yeah. So I guess it was like so the original, but they're like because they, they did the, they did like a new version of it. Like it was all female cast like a few okay. years back. But there's supposed to be a new one that's kind of like a sequel to the original ones back in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. And that that one is the dad and the son. That yes, that two directors or whatever is the production, but it's supposed to be more related to that first film, almost ignoring the new one that just came out. Oh, okay, okay. But there's also a thing of like they didn't want the new one because you know whatever the casting and stuff. But it's supposed to be unrelated to that one too, and people don't you know they just want a sequel to the original ones, but don't want you know. That, don't want to see a new version of it either way. That's the other pet peeve. They remember when they did that with the Incredible Hulk? It's yes. like one year they came out with the Incredible Hulk, and then another year they came out with the Incredible Hulk. You're like, well, they just did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I have like that. I, I can't stand remakes. I can't stand like, like stuff like that. I mean, like the thing is, one of my favorite one of my favorite movies is actually a remake. It was The Fly by David Cronenberg. That was okay. an old movie from like the fifties. Yeah. I just think that there's it's like a different movie, you know. Yeah, I, I, and they're kind I, of ruining the first one in a sense. Sounds you can make like a. I mean, if it's so far removed, like if it's in the fifties to like a what? One with the original. Yeah, the the, the like remake came out like eight, eight, late eighties or yeah. like in the eighties, and so okay, it's like so it was, it was like so it was like a separation of generations, you know. Enough. And yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. so it's like it, it was enough where you would be like, oh, you know, I never heard of this movie, and then yeah. your dad would be like, oh, let's go see this. I remember seeing this back yeah, in the yeah. day, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, but. Like that kind of thing doesn't bother me, but it's like it's so close together. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean, I, I did like the Halloween re. Well, it's not. It doesn't even serve as a remake. It's supposed to be a sequel to the s- first one. Yeah, which completely excuses all the other three ones and you're just like what <laughs> and then they're making a sequel for that one you're like what's happening to halloween two three yeah, four yeah, man yeah, yeah. five yeah things like now the young know, hollywood the triple a movies where you call them like it's so dependent on just name recognition yes yeah that, 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 that's the only way they really put any really money into those types of things because, yeah like yeah, independent films is like those. That's where you go to the film festivals to find that type of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that. Like there was a. He's a terrible, terrible man. But there's a guy. His name is James Tobeck. Uh, he's from, he's a filmmaker from New York. He's um he used to what he would do is he has a really cool documentary actually where like he talks about his making his next movie mm. and so he meets with like investors and it's exactly what you were saying like all these investors are like are you gonna get nev campbell in the movie he's like this movie does, it's not for nev campbell and he's like well i'll give you five million dollars if you get nev campbell for the movie i've always wanted to see her in a movie and then yeah. he was like 
what? Yeah. And that's how it works. It's like these people yeah. like bid on yeah. like I'll give you this much money if you can cast this person. And but it seems like even nowadays it's like it's like it, the starring person doesn't even make the, doesn't even matter that much anymore because like now it's like only blockbuster movies really like you know superhero movies or whatever it is really make the money. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's attached to like even the regular dramatic films. It's like. It, those aren't making like hundreds of millions of dollars because so they're they kind of get thrown to the wayside oh my god yeah and, it, and it's mostly just about like the name the brand name now yeah, like it's exactly, like spider-man yeah. who cares playing spider-man it's spider-man yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's gonna make almost a billion dollars yeah oh yeah so but in the same way though casting is obviously very important because they could also almost ruin the movie yes yeah that's true okay. you gotta be sure that you're not gonna have i mean i would love to see the Nicolas cage version of superman but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna have like you're not gonna have like people casting Nicolas cage as superman right because that's that's just ridiculous but i would love to see that yeah, yeah. right <laughs> i would pay money to see yeah that. yeah and, but there's like things like if you know i have a five-year-old son and you know there's a lot of Disney stuff that's watched mm. and it's just this, this wild I can't even watch it because it's this overacting with these child like these kids oh, shows yeah. it's like so over the top it's not believable and my kid is cracking up laughing and I'm like and it drives me crazy I'm like I gotta walk out of here because this is not funny to me and he's like, loving every second of it almost seems like any of those like TV shows with like Power Rangers stuff we grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so I mean, bad. They were great when we were <laughs> 10 years old and they're terrible now but even you watch it now, even they're still terrible. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's they like, were so great when you were a yes, kid. You know, yeah. they're so nostalgic. Like Goosebumps, you ever seen Goosebumps oh, yeah. now? It looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's just like really funny because actually, like you said with with your kid, it's like yeah. I have a nephew. My nephew is one years old, and, yeah. and my sister's always putting on like YouTube videos, and he's right. watching these videos, and it's like the Incredible Hulk doing jumping jacks and like singing <laughs> yeah. the wheels on the bus, <laughs> so and it's like a oh bus gosh, filled yeah. with different superheroes, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> this isn't even a real thing anymore. Like they don't. <laughs> have shows anymore yeah. they just watch these videos of yeah. just people singing on buses and you're like this is like an acid trip yeah 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 it's real trippy because back in the day too they would, like tv was like appointment tv you had to watch it at a certain point or yeah yeah and now they just have to fill time with anything so now you have random superheroes jumping on the bus yeah it's just because they can do it they can do it and people are just like it's so easy to do people and they because they're so poorly made some of them that you're just like what and they get like millions and millions of views there's a weird business going on there (laughs) it is it is so do you think um i know you said you have like different topics that you hit you don't want to just you know um you know corner yourself to one topic you want but in acting i don't know if this is true for filmmaking in acting it's almost like you watch a you watch an actor make themselves like really a household name, like an Al Pacino, yeah. right? He comes out with all these gangster. He's in all these gangster movies, you know, and that's how you want to see him now. Is that also the case with like producers? It's like they came out. It's like I can't see Al Pacino playing. I don't know. White man can't jump. You know what I mean? It's like this doesn't make sense. That's it's that's odd. the problem with with like that that world where you where you kind of like pigeonhole or you um, yes. you typecast. Yeah. I don't like typecasting. I don't want to yeah. be like a ty- I don't want to be like a genre filmmaker. Like yeah. I don't want people to look at me and go, "Oh, that's the horror filmmaker." Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a guy. I, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to be typecasted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that that's because the problem is like if you try something new and you're typecasted, you're just gonna nobody's gonna trust you. Nobody's right. gonna want to see what you're in and what you in is what you're gonna be in is gonna be a joke. So it's really good to see actors that actually like to like you know change the type of person they play so you don't confuse them right the other thing that's weird to me that i still have to get out of is i cannot so like let's say you watch a movie and it stars like tom cruise nicole kidman right yeah and then you watch another movie and it stars tom cruise nicole kidman but they're completely different Different. people yes and like you're just i agree you're just like this throws me off. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like I understand that this filmmaker likes working with these actors, <laughs> right. but like I don't want to. Like this is Tom Cruise, the butcher, and Tom Cruise, the mechanic. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I knew I liked Tom Cruise when he was a butcher. Yeah, like yeah. now he's a mechanic. Why? What? Right. Right. So I mean, it, that I can see why people get typecasted, but or why actor. It's like an easy paycheck for people because yeah. you're a specific type of brand, you know. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself working with same actors in movies that I do in the future. Like I'm going to develop friendships and relationships with these people, but I don't see myself working with the same people every movie because it's just going to be weird for me to get out of seeing them. You know, you spend almost a year talking to this person about this character and and directing these people as this person. Yeah, you know, and and so it's like it's hard to 
I mean, it's it's unprofessional of me, I guess, but it's yeah. hard to do that. You know, yeah. I, don't, I can't just. I, I developed this personal relationship with this person as this specific thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, again, they're human, they're people, this is their job. But, like, you know, as a, when you're making a movie, you know, the actor is that character and you see them as that character. Yeah. And although you can separate the actor from the character, I can't see that actor doing another thing for me. Yeah. I'd have to be wowed about how different. Like, I'd have to have an actor that can completely change themselves and you don't even recognize who they are from one movie to another. Yeah. In order for me to work like Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean I think about you th- you see you know specific characters that they play same thing um like comedians who then become actors like a Kevin Hart and it's like I need to see him be in a funny character, yeah, yeah. and he's in this Jumanji, and he's a really silly character, or whatever it is, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, he's talking about he's coming out with a more, you know, a more serious. Uh, and it's kind of like hard to kind of see that, but it's like wait, wait, he doesn't always have to be funny, right? I mean, there was one movie came out recently that was him. I figure and Brian like, Cranston. Yeah, that was like more Philly. dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And initially, when the first promotion for that first came out, it seemed more dramatic. But then, like later on, when it came closer to release, it became more almost like a comedic, comedy, yeah, like a, yeah. a buddy buddy movie. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how they promoted it, like a buddy comedy, because people were like, "What, Kevin Hart?" But I mean, like those are the people. Comedians are the people you have to trust that be able to get so dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they're like they're funny, but they're funny because they're dark people, you yeah. know. And so it's like you got to imagine that their lives are not like all as funny as their jokes, and so they know how to play a yeah. dramatic character. And that's the thing too. Like even with like case of Jordan Peele was like he he did so well with Get Out was the first yeah like, yeah that horror movie. It was like and he did like comedy skits for years, but it's like they say like they're the kind of the best ones who can kind of transition to a lot of different things. Oh my god, yeah. Just because they do comedy and make it seem realistic. Yeah, or make it seem like at least relatable, whatever it is, and they can kind of transition that to different genres because it it takes that same idea and translates it to whether it be horror or something like that, so it can make it more relatable to that situation. That, that makes, makes any sense. sense. No, yeah. it does make and sense. And so they're they're incredible at it. Yeah, like I have I have a comedian that plays the role of Jeff, who is the cannibal in the movie. Okay, and he's a he's he's a comedian, and I just know that he he can take this character into a really dark place. Yeah, and I'm just like I trust him. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, it's like, I, I also like to work with people that are, like, not very true. This is probably going to change as I get into it more, but, like, non-traditional actors. Okay. You know, people that are just getting into it or people that have an interest in it because it's just a matter of, like, you know, it, it's an interesting way to, like, work with people in that way because you can you can talk to them. And I guess it, it's also, I think it's also might, might be, um, like, it's just a way of, like, trying to talk to these people as if you're talking about another person and not necessarily a character and then eventually they become that person yeah for the role there i don't i don't know who it was it might have been this um this whole ghostbuster thing i don't even know what i was i think i was listening (laughs) to bill burr podcast or something um he was talking about working with actors and some actors know exactly where to be in a shot and others have no idea they're in the way of like the lighting. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, yeah. There's this weird complexities. Like you're making my job harder now. Yeah. You know? It's really funny. It's that there's a similar action like that in my career where, you know, I work in news. So I'm helping a lot of, I'm promoting a lot of stuff. And a lot of the times you'll have a, a crew or a, an anchor that you're working with for a promo and they'll be like, Oh, actually you want to put the light right here or right under me. I look best in this light and they know exactly where to stand and where they're going to be. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And I can imagine that that just being like, how the hell do they know already? (laughs) Just intuition. Yeah. 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 You've just been working in the industry (laughs) for that long. Like, Hey dude, move the camera's pointing here. You're you're supposed to be right here next to me. Yeah. Right. Do you think though, like to parlay on that, like, do you think a lot of actors then become or want to be directors? Is that, what is the thing with that? I think actors, they have, they have an interesting way of, of, I think an actor, directing is is a little more traditional okay in the sense of what directing is now because like i mean a lot of times you know directing you can be directing the camera you can be directing the actor you can Got be it. directing the actor and the camera and you write your scripts and that's what makes you the auteur is that mm. you're just incredible at all these things yeah yeah and you know the interesting thing is i think actors like they kind of get it you know they get 
the kind of direction, the way that they talk to yeah. actors or the way that directors should talk to actors. Yeah. And so there's just something about that. And, you know, they, they build relationships with their DPs and, you know, they have visions and creative visions as well. Yeah. And so, like, they may depend on the DP and may just direct actors or maybe they are just great visually. But, yeah, I think a lot of people want to get, a lot of actors want to get into directing because it's just, it's it's like the higher step from acting. It's 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 being able to have this experience in this job and talk to other actors the way that you would like to be talked to yeah. as an actor, the way you want to be directed. And right. So that's, that's cool. why it's cool like that. That is cool. Um, so explain to us how you were a Emmy nominated producer. How'd that all come about? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I was, it's very fascinating. I was working uh, for a, a news station in Trenton called chasing news. And, okay. uh, I just I worked on this show and they you know they were doing uh they were doing an, uh, a special and I figured oh you know they were like oh we're gonna get this special together we need a crew and so um, they had me on board and I was working for them as like a an editor producer okay and then they they had me work on this like shoot it was for a special about heroin like okay. heroin in Philadelphia and. So I did, I was camera person for them and I helped produce it, I guess. I, I did a lot of different stuff for them. And yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's hard to figure out what your job is exactly when right. you have to work in an industry that people just kind of throw you in 50 different jobs. And, right. <laughs> and so it's like, so they got me on board with this and then all of a sudden one day they're like, oh, we, we, uh, we submitted this for the Emmys. And I'm like, okay. I didn't think wow. anything of it. I just thought, oh, wow. God, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that doesn't mean anything. It's just a submission, and it's expensive. And you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they come back to us one day. and like, oh, we were nominated. And I was like, what? Wow. It was like, it was, it was uh, the Northeast not Emmys or whatever. It was the one that's like that they do the event around here in oh, Pennsylvania. More regional. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the regional awards. Cool. But it, it, was, it was interesting because, like, you know, there's the Emmys and then there's, like, it's like, it's the same thing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't yeah. want to tear it down. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, you know, if you get that award, it's like you, you're going to, you know, it, it's like you're slowly making your yeah. way up in your job because Got you know, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's, if you go home and you go, you know what? It's not the televised Emmy. But it's the same company that's yeah. giving you this nomination. So. Yeah, no matter what, you're still Emmy nominated. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah. At the end of the day, and so that's how it happened. So, what's um, you know, in closing, uh, what's your recommendation? Anyone trying to jump into the movie or filmmaking industry, whether it's a young kid, a younger you, what would you say to yourself? Um, now with your experience don't do it <laughs> <laughs> that's Run. everybody's jo everybody's joke it's such <laughs> a cliche joke that i always make yeah um i think the biggest problem is that film schools uh you know i respect a lot of people that work for film schools you know it's a job for for a lot of people that are filmmakers that work in, in as professors you know like one of my favorite filmmakers todd salons is a professor at nyu but i think there's like there's they try their best but i don't think that there's enough that they do because it's a lot of like you come here and like we'll turn you into something yeah there's a lot of that mentality yeah and then you know it's like I feel like NYU had like for a school like NYU, it's like once you're in, you're in because of the name, you know? Right. But yeah. I didn't do NYU because I didn't want to be surrounded by those people. I'm sure they're great, but yeah. I didn't want to be surrounded by all those egos. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of mentality is like, you know, you, it's, it's not, it's not honest. I think there's something about, I liked film school. I went to school to school of visual arts and I really appreciated the program. But I think that like the thing that you should really take away is one, you shouldn't focus on just one thing. Right. A lot of people came into film school wanting to be a director and you're mm. like, what the, what, what is that? Like, yeah. how can you do that? Yeah. And, and like no other aspirations. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, it's like why you have to really sit back and say, are you going to, do you want to be a director because you want to create stuff? Like, do you care that if you're working a full-time job and making a movie at the same time, mm. you know, like the rest, that could be the rest of your life. Does yeah. like, do you really want to do that? Right. And if you really want to do it, then you should go for it. But you should also focus on something that is career worthy 
like that can get you a career you know yeah. like there's so many jobs in the industry there's so much money in the industry and like people are so focused on like directing and i'm like no you know like go go be a pa man go yeah. clean up garbage yeah that's the first thing they tell you but you know go try editing try working in a post facility be an ac assistant cameraman you know okay work work in the industry meet people and you know don't focus on directing just yeah do multiple jobs yeah and if you, but also like if you really want to be a director like if you want to work a full-time job or if you're doing want to be directing to like make it famous be famous yeah i mean do it whatever do your thing i don't care but i would say like you gotta be career focused like you have to have something else like whether it's like working in a bank working in an office right you have to commit to a full-time job because this is not gonna be a full-time job from the beginning yeah love unless you have money yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's another story (laughs) um all right cool so we're gonna wrap up with a quote from uh john lewis we must bring the issue of mental illness out in this out into the sunlight out of the shadow out of the closet deal with it treat people have centers where people can get the necessary help and um i know part of the unlikely story you had Um, A little tagline at the bottom, which I want to incorporate here. If you are in a crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That is 8255. Or contact the crisis text line by texting TALK to 741741. An unlikely story. In this episode, we have special guest and Emmy-nominated producer Ricardo Lorenzo. We cover topics that range from mental illness, filmmaking, crowdfunding, creative processes, and much more. We wrap the episode up with a quote from John Lewis and a message from the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>